Good morning. It's Friday, August 12th. I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Donald Trump says he wants the paperwork related to the search of his Mar-a-Lago home released immediately. He continued to attack the investigation as politically motivated in his response to yesterday's press conference by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Garland said the Department of Justice filed a motion to unseal the search warrant and the property receipt. Now, normally, DOJ doesn't comment on investigations unless an indictment happens. But Garland said Trump speaking out about the raid and the intense public interest makes this case different. He gave a brief statement about the raid. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Garland didn't go into detail about the investigation itself. The Washington Post is reporting people familiar with the probe say what the FBI was looking for includes classified documents related to nuclear weapons. The Post spoke to experts on these kinds of documents, and they say the risk that nuclear secrets could fall into the wrong hands could have been a reason law enforcement felt that they had to take the unprecedented step of raiding a former president's house. Garland also defended the FBI agents who've been threatened by Trump supporters online. While he was speaking yesterday, police in Ohio were in a standoff with a gunman who tried to storm the FBI office in Cincinnati. He was later killed by police. After the raid on Trump's house, Posts under the gunman's name were on Trump's social media platform. The messages encouraged supporters to visit gun shops and, quote, respond with force. Investigators declined to talk to The Washington Post about the gunman's potential motive. This raid is the biggest but not the only legal issue that Trump faced this week. He also pleaded the fifth in a deposition for the New York civil case investigating his family's businesses. And there are other legal troubles, including an investigation into Trump's efforts to overturn election results in Georgia. For a good summary of all of the investigations into Trump, we recommend this really clear roundup from Politico, which we've curated for you in the Apple News app. Deception of election officials unauthorized access to voting machines, tampering of voting equipment. These are some of the things Trump allies are accused of in Michigan. They're now under police investigation. They say they were trying to prove the 2020 election results in that state were fraudulent. And as we know, claims of fraud have already been extensively investigated and discredited. But now, Michigan's Attorney General Dana Nessel, who's a Democrat, wants a special prosecutor to investigate this voting machine scheme. And one of the people directly implicated is the GOP candidate running against her. This is a very unique situation in that Matthew DiPerno is running for attorney general. He's the presumptive Republican nominee. And the sitting attorney general of Michigan, uh, Dana Nessel, Democrat, is in a position to prosecute him. 
That's Nathan Lane, a reporter for Reuters who first identified DePerno's alleged involvement. See, Nessel is walking a political tightrope. It's her office's job to pursue criminal charges, but the man at the center of those accusations is her political rival. Her office says Trump supporters took voting tabulators to Airbnbs and hotel rooms and tampered with them. DePerno has denied involvement. His campaign says the investigation is an effort to sway the election. Somewhat predictably, I guess, DePerno immediately came out and said, you know, this is a politically charged prosecution. She's trying to kill my chances of beating her in the, in the election in November. And he's also raising money off of it. Michigan isn't the only state where Trump supporters are accused of trying to hack into voting equipment. Reuters has identified at least 17 incidents of this nationwide. There's a numbers problem in the fight against monkeypox. Up to 1.7 million Americans are considered high risk by the CDC, but only 620,000 vaccine doses have been shipped to healthcare providers so far. And more may not come until at least next month. The Atlantic looks into how the FDA is trying an unusual strategy to change the math. An emergency recommendation allows healthcare providers to split a normal dose into five, and the smaller dose is injected into the skin instead of the layer of fat beneath the skin. The goal here is to vaccinate as many people as possible until more vaccines arrive. But the science behind this is shaky. The Atlantic reports that something like this has been tried before with other vaccines, including the shots for yellow fever and the flu. But there's only one study from 2015 that suggests it could work with this vaccine. The participants in that trial were mostly healthy, young and white. But recent data from the CDC says monkeypox is disproportionately impacting black and Hispanic men who have sex with men. As The Atlantic puts it, you can call this plan a bold move or a risky gamble. But given all the earlier mistakes in preparing for monkeypox, it may be the best option until more vaccine doses are ready. Are you really bad at changing your mind? If so, Malcolm Gladwell wants you to try this thought experiment. Picture yourself 10, 20 years ago and ask. Would you wear the things you were wearing back then? Would you wear your hair the way you wore it in that picture? Mm. Would you think about who your best friends were? Are they the same? The answer for me and probably a lot of you is absolutely not, right? Given that fact, how can you somehow think that on matters of opinion, you should remain resolutely in place even as everything else is in motion? Gladwell is the author of best-selling books like Outliers and Talking to Strangers and the host of the podcast Revisionist History. He's also the first guest on our In Conversation series called Think Again. It's all about how to reimagine work, home, relationships, and more. Now, I wanted to talk to Gladwell because he's something of an expert on counterintuitive thinking. He's rethought a lot of stuff over the course of his life and career— and that includes small things. There was a time in my life where I would have said, I love beer. I drank a lot of beer in college. Mm -hmm. Then I stopped drinking beer because I said I didn't like it. 
every now and again I have a beer just to check in. <laughs> what if I like beer again? He's also rethought some really big things. Can't make up my mind about the Supreme Court. Can't decide whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Gladwell has a lot of concrete tips about how to be better at being open to changing your mind. And one of them is to not be so quick to categorize things as either good or bad, and instead try to hold ideas in what he calls a middle space. That's where he holds the Supreme Court, at least for now. Given what a mess reproductive rights are right now, are we sure Roe versus Wade was a good idea? I mean, states were, at the time in the early 70s, there was a broad movement towards liberalization of abortion laws. Would it have been better just to let that play out than have the kind of just craziness that we've had for 50 years over this thing? Check out my interview with Malcolm Gladwell on this weekend's In Conversation. You'll pick up all kinds of pointers on how to keep an open mind to get you ready for the rest of our Think Again series. Just search for Apple News In Conversation in the News app or in the podcasts app. I'll be back with the news on Monday.